So this is actually a thing. Uh, this is the Tea Biscuits and Books podcast version one. I'm Dan, and this is the wonderful Charlie. Charlie, the nervous Charlie, who's like, this is actually a thing, we're actually going to try and do this. This is, we're actually happening, we're sitting here in the wonderful Be The Change in Worcester. Yeah. And, oh my gosh, these sofas are so comfy, right? Oh my god, so Dan and I are literally never leaving Be The Change now, we're just going to stay here forever, and Anne and all of his amazing people are just going to have to put up with us. Which I think they can do, because we buy loads of their glorious coffee. Yeah, and like, just a gentle aside, we both need to apologise for the fact that even though it's tea biscuits and books we're both loading up on coffee this morning because be the changes flat white with oat milk is life mm. so if you are looking for a little pick me up i would definitely head down to be the change at the first available opportunity i will see your flat white with <laughs> oh okay yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> i this... see where this is going yeah i will see your flat flat white and raise you one cappuccino with coconut milk I mean, like, coconut Coconut is a good thing in life, so you might win, but I'm sticking with my oat milk. Listeners, it's over to you, coconut. <laughs> yeah, we can start our first, <laughs> start our first podcast poll. Um, but the more perceptive listener will have noticed that neither of us are on dairy milk. Um, and that is because Be The Change is a completely vegan restaurant. Um, where their food is amazing and their brownies are amazing. I'm like counting brownies as its own food group. Yes. Um, but they do lovely food and they're really kind people and they're open seven days a week from nine o'clock every single day, which makes them absolute champions. Even on a Sunday. Even on a Sunday. Um, they are conveniently located by the Corn Market car park and Dan thinks that we're pretty close to... City Walls Road, so basically where all the roadworks are happening or in Worcester. Where all of the roadworks are happening in Worcester, be the change is pretty close to that so once you've battled through the roadworks it's you, can, worth it. you can come and hang out and be the change yeah. and like load up on caffeine and make yourselves feel better which i think you'll kind of need after going through all that oh my god absolutely <laughs> um so we basically wanted to do like a little rambly intro for be the change because they're letting us come and hang out here and use their upstairs space so we can talk at you guys for however long this goes on for um so if you are around it would be cool to to pop in and like have a have a truly vegan experience um, you won't regret it. Not with people that are going to like shove it down your throats. Yeah. Because it's a safe it's a safe space. It is. Changes. It is indeed. I mean, I feel pretty safe and comfortable here. I don't yeah. know about you. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Never leaving this sofa. 10 out of 10. No. I'm going to take it back to the new flat. Yeah. I think, I think you should. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we are at Be The Change. You should also come to Be The Change. And that's our that's our first rambly intro. I think so. Yeah, yeah. First rambly intro. Nailed. First <laughs> rambly intro of many, no doubt. <laughs> of course. So that's our rambly intro for Be The Change, Um, but I think our own podcast should have its own rambly intro. Mm -hmm. Um, It would kind of work better that way. Yeah, always. Um, So for this month's episode, the first episode, we're basically going to introduce ourselves to you because you want to know who are these two very strange high on coffee people that you're going to be listening to for the next um, sort of half an hour. Uh, So how that's going to work is Charlie and I are both going to interview each other. We have prepared 
sort of. <laughs> prepared. That's like a fast and loose use of the term prepared. Okay, so we've not prepared at all. <laughs> no. It's going to be completely ad-libbed, but that's how you get to know us, basically. Yeah, completely. That's who we are as people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're writing folk. We yeah. just say things, things go down on pages. In this case, they go down into podcasts. Yeah. So that's how this month's episode is going to work. Just a brief, in, uh, a bit of an intro- introduction as to who the team are behind Tea Biscuits and Books podcast. Yeah, and then um, like our little how it looks from here basically is we are gonna start inviting um, like poets and local authors to essentially just come and have a chat with us um, and talk about what they're writing and what they're reading and what their favourite biscuits are, which we need to do. Like, we haven't done that yet, but it's pretty important. So it's we need to just touch base on that so people know. Um, so, yeah, we will occasionally have, I guess, like a book club month where we probably won't have a guest at all, but we'll talk to you about whatever we've been reading. Pray God that we've been reading something. Wait, we're meant to read? Um, only now and then. Okay. And you can, like, skim a summary. No one's going to... No one's gonna know. So we, can, we can edit that bit out. Okay. Um, I say we can edit that bit out. We ten out of ten don't know how to edit things out yet, but we we're gonna try this month and just see what happens. Um, yeah. So that's how it looks from here. We'll invite people on to have a chat with us. Um, they can plug their work, which is sort of the point of this really to give like local authors like a bit of an outreach. Um, so as a gentle aside, if you are a local author and you think they sound like fun people to talk to, which we absolutely are. Mm-hmm. Um, by all means get in touch with us we're going to do like a mini segment in the middle where we give out all of our social media contacts so stay tuned for that um, and if you think you would like to come and uh, drink tea and eat biscuits and talk about books with us i mean why wouldn't you who wouldn't really <laughs> we're, fun. Um, we're fun so yeah so if you think you want to come and hang out with me and dan one sunday morning you can get in touch with us on the social media um or on the email which we will also give you um, and I think that's that. I think yeah. that's how it looks from here. Yeah, we can see the future, which is kind of scary. Yeah, the future is books. Yeah. Books and tea. <laughs> and a podcast. Yeah, yeah, they are life's only certainties, Yeah, essentially. I think that could go on a t-shirt. Yeah, that can be our first, um, like our first merch. Yeah, we our first merch. That. The future is books. The future is books. And then on the back it can say, and biscuits. Yeah, in brackets, like really small font. Yeah. With plenty of ellipses. Just, just as an aside. Yeah. Yeah. And then a big biscuit plonked, plonked right on our spine. Yeah, but then we're going to argue about what biscuits should go on there. See, I'm going for the hobnob. Oh my god, we could have like Team Team Dan and Team Charlie. Yes. And we could have some t-shirts that have got a hobnob on, which is Dan's favourite biscuit, just for anyone who hadn't seen our social media posts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the opposing teams can all have t-shirts that have got custard creams on, which is my favourite biscuit. Oh, oh my god, we should totally make this happen. This is on now. Okay. Yeah, stay tuned for like the next six months or so when we get enough... Um, pennies to make that a thing um so yeah but for now now we've like rambled through what the podcast is and what you can expect from us um we're gonna introduce ourselves formally and the word that dan actually used in the interval was be professional about it Um, (coughs) sorry professional so apparently dan's gonna be professional and i'm just gonna tell you a bunch of stuff that you might want to know about me um and then and then we're gonna be grown-ups and dan's gonna interview me about my life so we're gonna we're gonna see how fun that is so dan tell the people a little bit about yourselves so tell yourselves like your plural all of you (laughs) there's only one of the many dan's oh gosh there's only one me i don't think the world could handle another dan it can just about cope with 
the one it has to cope with especially, right now. Especially a caffeinated one. With double shot. Yeah. So, so tell the people a little bit about ourselves. Uh, <laughs> all so, of you. All of you. Just lay it out there. So, so I'm originally from Leicester um, and moved down to Worcester in 2017. And oh my goodness, that has been the best move I've ever made. Uh, my car would not agree with me. Um, <laughs> but, but no, I absolutely love being in Worcester. And the poetry scene wasn't something I sort of explored until... I moved down here. I went to uh, the, the 2017 Literary Festival and just literally went along thinking I'll meet some writers because at the time I was a freelance copy editor. I was thinking, you know, meet some writers, maybe get out some business cards. Basically, I was being genuinely professional. I even wore a shirt. I remember. Yeah, it was pink. Yeah. I've still got that shirt. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's your most professional shirt. Thank you. Someone even said that to me the other day at work as well. It's not the first time it's been said. No. Um, So I was just there thinking, you know, go out, distribute some business cards, meet some writers, all of that kind of jazz. And um, from there, it kind of snowballed. Um, I've kind of stayed around the poetry scene, picked up my own uh, poetry writing again, which I kind of stopped in uh, a few years ago at university, but picked it back up again. Um, and now my first book came out, or well, my first poetry book came out uh, last year, called Dark Nights into Brighter Days, which your good self even performed at the launch yeah. in Worcester. Um, and that's just about my journey through mental health and uh, raising awareness for for mental health. And it's it's been quite a nice experience to share that experience, but also a lot of emotional um, a lot of emotion going into it as well but I wouldn't change it for the world absolutely love writing poetry and there's, there's a novel on the way as well correction novels because I'm a glutton for punishment um, which the working title is called the shadow six series what book one will be called is anybody's guess even my own um, and <laughs> my characters are basically living a life of their own um, that sounds about right yeah they do don't yeah, they yeah they totally do I mean, bringing them back is a challenge, and these yeah. guys are going off in all directions. There's one who's based in Worcester uh, called Vortex. She is super bad, like, she will kick butt all day, every day. Um, and then there's another one uh, who is based in Leicester called Spectre. You can notice the theme going here. Mm-hmm. We're going for the supernatural theme. Yeah, it's, it's getting it. It's basically supernatural meets MI5 meets Hunger Games. Because you oh know, my God, what a mashup! Okay, yeah, I can right? go in. I can go in for that. Uh huh. Especially, the, I'm still trying to work in the Hunger Games bin because that's been the challenge. Just have lots of kids kill each other. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I mean, isn't that like the premise of the Hunger Games, essentially? Yeah, true. Uh, <laughs> right. Like in a, in a nutshell, I mean, I mean, like I understand there's some like heavy political undertones going. On. I realise that there is more to the Hunger Games than that. Um, but yeah, so just have that be the Hunger Games element. But like, make there something like really moral and worthy about it. Like they're killing themselves, killing themselves, <laughs> killing each other to like save their families or save their little sisters. Yeah, well, it's basically going to be the human race, I think. Oh my god, I don't know that we're worth saving. <laughs> Yeah, truth. Um, yeah. Still working on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's still book one, but okay, that's fair. Yeah, it, it's getting there, and yeah, it, it was kind of inspired by the TV show Supernatural, okay. um, which I'm an avid fan of. Like, I will watch that show religiously, binge watch it until my eyes physically <laughs> cannot watch another vampire. Um, but um, but yeah, that's kind of how it all goes. That's and in a way that 
kind of summarises my inspiration. I take a lot of inspiration from what I see around me and the people um, in my life as well. And basically words come out in all kinds of different forms, uh, be that poetry, be it, a, be it a novel, and they stick around, or they tend to. Um, it's just a case of getting them back together. So that is me. That is your splurge from Dan. <laughs> Dan. Dan in an acorn, not a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah, Dan in a little acorn. acorn. <laughs> um, oh my god, okay, so now it's my turn. What is there to say about me? Um, so earlier this year, I um, won the competition to be Worcestershire Poet Laureate. Um, so I'm doing that right now. Um, I bow to your laureateship. <laughs> <laughs> rightly so. Because uh-huh. um, I'm born and raised Worcester and I wandered off for about three years to do my first degree in Bristol. Um, beautiful as Bristol is, it didn't really stick. So I came home um, because I'm a little bit in love with Worcester. Just a little um, bit. Just a little bit. Like, it's early days. Um, I've only <laughs> been here for 27 years. I don't want to commit too soon. Nah, um, give it time. Yeah, it yeah. But um, I love Worcester very much. Um, so I'm like poetry representative for the county, um, which is super fun and it means that I'm doing loads of exciting different things, um, which you can find out on social media. I'm not going to like rattle off everything that I'm doing for the next 12 months because we don't have the airtime for that. Um, <laughs> You've already done a lot in a few months. Yeah, so. it's been it's been a long couple of months, kids. Um, but when I'm not pretending to be a poet, I'm pretending to be a novelist. Um, so my first poetry pamphlet came out last year, um, which is called um, A Z-Hearted Guide to Heartache. You, that you, can't, you cannot say that title <laughs> quickly. Um, and it was published by V Press, who were amazing and gentle and really supportive, because um, the pamphlet is all about um, like love and family and a little bit about mental health and disability as well. Um, so I've pretty much tried to have um, a catch-all policy when I was writing it um my second poetry pamphlet is called body talk and that's coming out oh my god this month it's the first of September so oh, yeah. I can actually say it's coming out this month wow um, that's not quick right it Too really quick. has <laughs> so body talk is coming out with Pickering poetry um where Kate Garrett is the editor and she's beautiful and gentle and just really kind with people's words um which i needed because body talk is all about um like eating disorders and body dysmorphia and generally just loving yourself a little bit harder than we are perhaps encouraged to um so poetry aside my first novel came out in january which was very scary, but super fun. Very scary? How do you think the reader felt? Very scary, yeah. It's a, it's a kind of scary novel. So my first novel is called Intention. Um, and that came out with Bloodhound Books, who were also super kind. And just very, very lucky with publishers is what's you happened are. over the last 18 months or so. Um, so Intention came out in January, and that's really grisly, and I'm not going to go into it too much, because you never know who's going to listen to a podcast. Um <laughs> So it's a little bit grisly and it has like a really horrible protagonist who is also like really easy to like, I yeah, think. Yeah, I have read Intention and that is very accurate. Yeah, um, so Gillian's like a bit of a beast but you can't help but feel like weirdly, I don't know, attracted to or connected to with her somehow. Um, and then my second novel, which was called Copycat, came out in June. That was also with Bloodhound Books. Um, and it was my first ever detective novel, so that was super exciting because I'd never written like a third person narrative detective book before. Um, and 
Oh my god, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna let everyone know. Do As it. of last night, I have finished the first draft of the Copycat sequel. Everybody, this is now a thing. This is this is out there in in public forums, so I have to like I have to come good on it now. Um, so yeah, so I finished the first draft of it last night, which is really exciting and a little bit scary. A little bit. Just a little bit. The Just tiniest bit scary. Teeny tiny. Yeah. Just. Humongous. This, this much, she says, uh, forgetting that people can't actually see the measurement that she's indicating <laughs> with her with her thumb and forefinger. So it's this scary. Um, <laughs> so that's out there. So when I'm not doing all of that stuff, which is super fun and which I feel like hugely lucky to be able to do, um, I'm teaching or lecturing or um, doing content writing work, which is one of my grown-up jobs. Um, we have to have grown-up jobs. We do have to have grown-up jobs. Aww. Alas, we cannot just write stories for a living, but I am working on it. Okay, let me know the secret. I will. Yeah, <laughs> if I crack the code, I will absolutely let everyone know. Thank you. Um, so yeah, so I think that's I think that's my brief intro. I think it was slightly smaller than an acorn. Slightly smaller than an acorn. Like, I, t- I don't know we, what this we is. Need to, we need to upgrade our knowledge of nuts, because I don't know what is smaller than an acorn. Um, but... That is my that is my pocket intro, um, and now we're gonna sit here awkwardly while we interview each other, even though we already know each other. Yeah, so that's, let's, that's gonna be interesting. Let's see how that goes. Yeah, this will be a very interesting thing. Brace yourselves, listeners. So now we've got to be professional-ish. <laughs> professional in inverted commas. So what's going to happen now, listeners, is I am going to interview Worcestershire's poet laureate, Charlie Barnes. God, this is the pinnacle of my career. Oh my God, it totally is in, like, you can do better than this. Uh, rude. <laughs> <laughs> Hard, but fair. Yep. So let's stay on that poet laureate theme. What made you want to go for that title of Worcestershire poet laureate? Because that was quite a while ago that the entrance was were open, was wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so it's beginning of the year that you had to put your um, entry slash application in. Um, I th- I think when you tell people that you're a poet, like their eyes roll back. <laughs> Can they see their brain? Yeah, generally, their eyes roll back and they just think that you, like, swan around with cigarettes and whiskey and talk about how tortured the world is, which isn't entirely incorrect. No. Um, But I thought if I went for Poet Laureate and got it, which I did, hooray, um, then it would be, like, being a poet but in an official capacity. Yeah. Um, and And I thought that at least if I had some sort of, like, official role... Um, I would be able to approach different venues and different event organisers to collaborate on things and suggest things and, and generally just put more poetry out there around the county, which is obviously the point and purpose of the role anyway. Um, but having a title just means that people take you like a little bit more seriously, I think, or yeah. at least that's been my experience so far. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Have you noticed that actually? Yeah, happening? completely. I think... 
The first reaction is usually, oh my God, Worcestershire has a poet laureate. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, me. It's me, hi. Um, so people are initially surprised because they often haven't heard of the Worcestershire poet laureate. Um, because like Worcestershire is a huge county and like laureates before have done amazing things for like reaching outside of the city. Um, but like literature is an acquired taste. Not everyone, not everyone is bothered by the fact that there is a poet laureate. So some people just don't know. Um, which is which is often the first reaction, but generally speaking, people have been really responsive and really um, encouraging to to like collaborate on various things. So like I've done a lot of stuff with Worcestershire Pride already. Um, I'm doing stuff with Worcester Music Festival. I'm using different venues where I haven't done stuff before. Even be the change, including as well. including be the change where we did a Worcestershire Pride fundraiser. However many weeks ago now. Um, which was beautiful and, and everyone had a really lovely time which was the point and purpose of it um, so yeah so I think it just gives you a bit more clout and, and that's why I wanted it really I wanted to be like a professional poet people can't see me doing air quotes but they're <laughs> definitely there the air quoting profe- uh, professional poet yeah that's me and how has that sort of transpired onto your writing in your day-to-day writing because i know you write quite extensively i mean you finished the first draft of a novel last night at like 10 o'clock yeah um so has that sort of given you more inspiration to write being poet laureate or is it just kind of plateaued on its own um no i think no, I think it has, because um, like part and parcel of getting the Poet Laureate title is that you are expected to put together some sort of like laureate collection, um, which is fair because you should be writing poetry for like various commissions and all that sort of stuff. Um, but I think it's given me a bit of a boost. I think to try and to try and like value poetry more um, because of doing it in like an official capacity and those air quotes are there again um it just i don't know it's made me a bit more conscientious i think about what i'm writing yeah big words (laughs) points for syllables Uh um they have word of the day toilet paper in this (laughs) um i'm kidding they don't but you know they might one day um if enough people ask for it um yeah, so I think so. I think it's given me a bit of a boost to be like more aware of things that I'm writing about and to talk about uh, wider and deeper issues, um, which has been lovely because I've got some pieces out of it already that I'm really, really proud of and that people have been like really quite responsive to. Um, so yeah, so it's it's certainly given my poetry a boost. Mm. Um, and I think like creativity is like a muscle like once you stretch one part of it like another suddenly starts flexing so I think in boosting um, poetry stuff it's helped me to get the first draft of the next novel finished as well amazing yeah one part feeds another of course they're kind of dependent on yeah, each other yeah completely yeah and they keep you strong and stable yeah completely strong and stable yeah Mostly. <laughs> Coffee also helps. Yeah, that's true. Or tea, yeah. given the name of our Yeah, podcast. caffeine is an essential <laughs> part of the process. Of course. And now going on to the, the writing again, um, intention is a sort of, would you say it's a crime type? Yeah, thriller? I think it's like crime, psychological thriller, <laughs> love child. A very interesting love child. <laughs> Coming of age story for a serial killer essentially so a bit of a mashup yeah it's a bit of a a genre blend which is good um yeah i think 
Well, like, I know we've talked about this before, like, Gillian is not necessarily a very likeable character. Um, so it was necessary to give her a likeable companion um, so that they could, you know, be together and, and work together and make Gillian less mean, essentially. <laughs> Which mostly worked, I think. And I mean, what? you've read it, you can tell me whether it works. Oh, it works. <laughs> um, and how did Gillian come about, or the whole story of your writing in general? Where do you get that inspiration? Oh, Dan, now I'm going to like pitch my whole PhD thesis, and we said that we would stick to five to ten minutes. You could cram um, it down into a peanut. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get my thesis into a peanut. Um, so basically, um, I wrote Intention as part of my um, PhD thesis, because um, my doctorate is in creative writing, so I had to write a creative element and then support that with a research thesis. Um, so my, my research revolved around how violent women are represented or misrepresented in like contemporary crime and thriller productions. Um, and I looked at like lots of different authors who had tried to write violent women but hadn't really got it in the same way that people wrote violent men. Um, and as a consequence of that, I wrote Gillian to try and be like a psychologically authentic violent woman. Did and I do it? Was that in a peanut? Yeah, that's in a peanut. Yeah. I, I think that's like, really felt good. Like, felt like a peanut. That was a very good peanut-sized condensing yeah. of a PhD. Yeah. Do I get words of the day points for using the word condensing? Yeah, completely. That's more than one syllable. You can have a point. Thank you. And last two very important questions. Okay. Really important. This is the whole podcast right here. Okay. okay. First of all, what are your social media channels so people can get in touch with you about your writing? Oh my goodness, so I am um, Charlie, uh, spelled L-E-Y, not L-I-E, blogs, so that's B-L-O-G-S, um, and that is on the Twitter and on the Instagram on Charlie Blogs. The Twitter and Instagram. The, the Twitter and the Instagram. Um, and on Facebook, I have um, like a Charlie Barnes writer page that people can search for and I post little updates and sometimes I run competitions so you can get free books. Um, I mean, why and, wouldn't you want that? <laughs> right, who doesn't who, love who that? Who doesn't love a free book? Come yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> who doesn't love that? Um, so they are my social media channels and I use Instagram a lot to post about um, what I'm reading and what I've thought about what I'm reading. So if people are looking for bite-sized reviews slash recommendations they you're can, the go-to yeah can find me on the instagram on the instagram that sounded really posh and yeah and that's, my, that's my the official instagram. that's my official strap line you can find me on the instagram and now really key question yeah. this, this may or may not have the basis of our friendship riding on it okay oh my god okay no pressure no pressure lay it on me you said your favorite biscuit is a custard cream yeah why Oh my god, it's just the perfect blend of everything. Like, who doesn't love two biscuits, essentially? Because you have a top and bottom. So two biscuits, essentially, with, like, sweet cream in the middle. Yeah, okay, that's acceptable. Do We're still know? friends. Like, what's, what's not to love about that? Now you're making me want a custard cream. It's because it's the best biscuit. I see your custard cream <laughs> and raise you a hobnob. I know, I know where you're going with this, but uh -huh. it's the best biscuit. We were going to do a little social media plug at this point, but now we've started on the biscuit talk. Why is the hobnob your favourite biscuit? I mean, have you ever dipped a hobnob in hot chocolate? No. Oh my God, no, I haven't. Do it. Okay. <laughs> or any form of hot, caffeinated, lovely drink. The hobnob is your perfect companion, and it's even nice on its own. I mean, it's like just I, yummy. I've dunked it in tea, and like it's nice, but 
dunk it in hot chocolate okay. and it will change your world. <laughs> change your life. It will, okay. absolutely. And it doesn't do that really annoying thing that other biscuits do and just break. Yeah, I do it's, hate that. It's a very absorbent biscuit. Literally, not two hours ago, I had this issue with the digestive oh. that like cracked off in my tea first thing this morning, and I was like, "Oh God, it's going to be a bad day." I, I know re- the listeners can't see me shaking my head. It's, yeah, it's Dan, a... is, Dan is shaking his head with like severe disapproval at, at, the, at the digestive incident this morning. No, rookie mistake there, Charlie. The hobnob is your go-to. Um, I'm going to steal your other question. Ooh. What are your social media channels? So I am also on the Facebook, the Facebook, the and Twitter, the Instagram, and the Twitter. All, all those. Uh, on Facebook you can search for Daniel Burton author yeah I'm even full naming myself now oh gosh Um, on Twitter Twitter uh, I am at DJ Burton 007 uh, because I fancy being James Bond for the day that's fair Uh, secretly it's a football thing I love the number seven on a football shirt because I'm weird like that Um, but then on on Instagram I am at Dan Burton 10 because I like to mix it up. Um, and Dan's a fan of the numbers. <laughs> the only writer that is a fan of numbers. So yeah, that's our social media reads. Okay, awesome. I'm going to go into an interview. Oh. I'm going to change it up. Whoa, we're mixing up now. I'm going to catch you off guard. Whoa, okay, on guard. Yeah, I'm going to catch you off guard. Um, so, my first question mm-hmm. is... How old were you when you decided that you wanted to be a writer? Oh, that's a good one. Um... It was kind of in year nine, so around about maybe 15, 16, I would say. Okay. Somewhere in middle teens. Yep. Um, I, weirdly, up until sort of year eight, I hadn't really enjoyed English at school. Uh, didn't really see the point of it. Um, kind of, I'll be honest, dosed around a little bit. I was a bit of... You're breaking my heart right now, but okay. I get it back. Okay. In year nine, I had a wonderful teacher who turned me around. Like, he was always really supportive. Um, was always willing to read short stories. I was sending things to him off the curriculum, like my own short stories that I just thought, you know what, I'm really loving this yeah. this writing thing. And then I was like, I want to do something writing-based as a career, so I ended up going into doing a journalism and media degree mm-hmm. at uh, Coventry University. Uh, but then I realised I didn't want to go into journalism in its purest sense, if you see what I mean. Uh, but I still wanted to keep in the writing world. Um, so I kind of carried on writing in my spare time, doing novels, focusing mainly on the novels, um, but then brought poetry into it, and then had a poetry break while I focused on the novels, and then it was sort of as I came out of third year of university and moved back into my parents' house, I was like, I really want to make my writing career, in inverted commas, um, be sustainable at some point in the future. It's kind of like the the 10, 20 year plan that people always ask you. It's, I had that, I was like, I really want to get something out of my novels, uh, enough to make it a professional income as it were. Um, And that was around about the first time, uh, around the time my first novel came out, Heartbound, lighthearted, the word bound after it. Um, That came out in 2015, um, and that's what kind of kicked it on. I was like, I want another Heartbound. Heartbound needs some company on its Amazon bookshelf. Um, And then I just just never stopped writing from there, but it all stems back to year nine, when my English teacher at the time actually encouraged me, was genuinely uh, supportive, gave me really good feedback, and was always happy to read things, even amongst the piles of uh, academic essays that we were throwing yeah. in at the same time so that's what 
kind of kick-started it all, really. Okay. English teachers are the best. They are. Says the English teacher. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> English teachers are definitely the best. Did I save that part um, by bringing Yeah, totally. Okay. <laughs> totally did. Um, second question. Mm-hmm. Or, like, technically fourth question because of the social media and biscuit stuff, but second question. Second fourth. Yeah. Um... Oh man, I had it, I had it. Oh, yes, this is it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that you um, write a lot of supernatural fiction. Mm-hmm. I know that that's like your jam. Um, mm, jam. Is, that, <laughs> um, is that the same for your reading habits? Like, do you read a lot of supernatural fiction? Yeah, as well? uh, I would say it's more, it's the genre I read the most of. Um, I think it takes a lot for me to get really absorbed in a supernatural series, but when I do, I'm hooked from the get go. Um, I put on our social media intros that my favourite book is The Shining by Stephen King. Um, I would also dovetail that with uh, the Demon Artist series by Darren Shan. Um, Darren Shan, for those of you who don't know, is a young adult writer. Um, I've actually um, been in contact with him a couple of times. I actually sent him an email saying, uh, this was way back when I was young and naive. Um, (laughs) Okay, younger and more naive. Um, I actually sent him an email saying, have you got any advice for an an aspiring uh, author? And his words just said, keep writing, keep, you know, getting into... Um, what you enjoy, which was at the time genuinely, I enjoyed his uh, series. Yeah. He's got a few series out, uh, but the Demon Arter was the one that really kickstarted it. I actually read book two first, inadvertently. Okay. Um, I was looking for something new to read. Saw book two, which is called Demon Thief. Um, loved the front cover and was like, you know, I'm going to check this out. And. Um, you know and you shouldn't do that, right? Like, judge a book by its cover. I know. I committed the cardinal sin, but it's, it's, but it's paid, paid off. But it's paid off. It has. So. It really has. Um, and currently I'm reading Interview with a Vampire. Oh, okay. Uh, which is, it's interesting. I'm not really, I think it's yet to click because I'm still only about 50 pages in. I'm still in the early stages with it. Um, but yeah, anything sort of supernatural, vampire, uh, werewolf, uh, I also lean more towards paranormal slash, um, you know, demons yeah. and supernatural creatures, that kind of thing. I do tend to lean more towards those. Um, but yeah, anything supernatural, I'm all over that. <laughs> but I am trying to mix it up with other things, like on my very long to read pile, which is now taking up a whole table. Whoops. Um, oh well, these things happen. It right? happens. <laughs> I just accumulate books. We've yeah. got good bookshops in Worcester. Um, I've also got. In amongst all of that, some more historical books on the ninja and samurai ways of living. Oh, okay. Which I've always been fascinated by the samurai and ninja, their beliefs. Um, I've watched uh, The Last Samurai, the film, uh, with Tom Cruise, and it just got me sort of thinking, like, what would that way of life actually be like? And, yeah, I picked up a couple of books on them, and they're now in amongst the, the books to read yeah brewing. just underneath a book called Vlad uh, by which is Dracula's story okay. in many ways um, based on Vlad from Dracula times um, and yeah I'm really excited to get in to know those as well really looking forward to it in fact okay my final question mm-hmm. is this an important one it is a super important one okay. and like our friendship might hinge on it okay no Pressure, no pressure, even though no I know exactly at how. All. It's very, it's very low key. I'm sure we'll be fine. Um, <laughs> how do you take your tea? Oh, right, it's an important wow, question. Wow, this is a really we're big British one. We're British and we're tea drinkers, so this is like this, this is, is super. Is, this is end game level stuff. Okay, oh, end game, nice Avengers story. Thank there. you. So the tea, 
I'm just going to let people know I'm ready to flip a table if Dan answers this question wrong. Be the change, we apologise in advance. Yeah. Um, so, obviously teabag goes in first. Yeah. Because otherwise it's not a tea. Yeah. Hot water, obviously. Before milk. Before milk. Before milk. Before milk. Let it, you know, just float around there for a couple of minutes while yeah. you try and find the sugar. Um, oh, okay. I, I can't not have sugar. I'm not sweet, so I kind of have to have sugar. So, you know, and then give it a little stir, take bag out, plonk in bin, make sure it cools so you don't set fire to said bin. Fair. Um, put a little bit of milk in, as much as is needed How to... How strong do you have it? I kind of... My two requirements are hot and caffeinated. Okay. If it's milky, it's milky. There's tea still in there. I can taste the caffeine. Oh, okay, so you will literally take it as it comes? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Brave, I know. That is brave. Um, as long as it doesn't go into like just warm milk, then that's yeah, where no, the I level cannot, is. cannot tolerate it. No. Uh, and then a spoonful of sugar, have a stir, grab a knob knob. And <laughs> Essential part of the tea making process yeah. is to get a biscuit. Absolutely. Ob knobs all the way. Okay. I'll allow it. Thank you. Um, and then enjoy with a good book or Supernatural TV show. In my case. I can't believe you have sugar in your tea. I mean, I'm not going to flip a table over it, but oh, I can't goodness. believe that you have sugar in your tea. I have to. I mean, like I say, I'm not sweet enough to not have sugar in my tea. I, I need mean, something. I'm I, a cold-hearted writer, Charlie. I've 10 out of 10, <laughs> like, changed my opinion of you, but just the tiniest bit. Oh, gosh. Are, are we still friends? We are still friends. Yay! Yeah, we are still friends. We have an outro to do, so we're definitely still friends. All right, then. But I'm pretty sure that concludes, like, the interview-ish yeah. stuff. We survived our interviews. That said, Dan and I are totally open to questions. Yes. Of an appropriate nature. <laughs> neither what we established in the interval is that neither of us know our blood type. Yep. Um, but we can talk about biscuits and books. Quite a lot. Yeah, quite I mean, a lot, really. Essential there's, information. There's a lot there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna give out our social media stuff after we've downed another pint of coffee. Pint? Pint. Two pints. Two pints of coffee. <laughs> um, so stay tuned for that. And Oh my god, interview done. How are you feeling? Are you feeling okay? I'm feeling okay. I mean, I need another double espresso, but I'm feeling okay. I'm so glad you said espresso, not expresso. That is I mean, like, I'm not a savage. Really? Yes. Really? Oh my god, yes. I just just pronounced espresso right. You did. I'm totally down on my coffee knowledge. Well done. Okay, you get brownie points for that. Thank you. Take brownie (laughs) points. Okay, we're going to play some music, and then we're going to talk to you again for a little while. So stick around. So we made it. We made it. We made it through a whole episode. A whole episode. Tables have not been flipped. Yeah. We've had plenty of coffee. Yeah. And we basically told everyone our lives. And we're still friends. And we're still friends. I will forgive you for custard creaming. I will forgive you for putting sugar in your tea. Thanks. Yeah, absolute savage. I am not savage. You are savage, but we don't have time for that. Okay. This is next next episode. This is next, <laughs> this is next episode argument. This is episode two, the argument or the outtakes. Yes, yeah, more we might outtakes. Have a, we might have an argument in the outtakes, but for now we're going to give you our social media bits and pieces, or Dan's going to give you our social media bits and pieces. Yep. So if you've enjoyed uh, what you've heard today, and of course I'm sure you have, uh, and you want to get in touch, get involved, drop us some lines because this is our first one. We're also open to what works, what doesn't work. We yeah. need to know um, because it's good for us to sit here listening and uh, finding out what we think works well. But you know, we also want to 
yeah, just like hear what you guys we think. are not the people that have to sit and listen to it for 40 minutes at a time. Yeah. So it's you guys. <laughs> more or less of anything, let us know. Yeah, we, we can take it. I mean, we've had our works edited. Yeah, we're, bra- <laughs> we're brave little toasters. We'll be fine. Toasters? Yeah. That's a new one. I mean, it works. Uh, it does. It does work. My toaster works at home as well. See? Shall I, be pro- shall I be professional and give the people our Yeah, be professional then. <laughs> give, give the people give the people what they want. Okay. So our email, uh, because we still use that, of course, is tbiscuitsbookspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find us on the Twitter at tbb underscore pod. Um, we're also on Insta, and this is where Insta gets a bit weird. I'm totally waiting for this because our Instagram is an absolute mouthful. <laughs> yeah, a bit like the biscuits that we have. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I did that deliberately. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you did. Liar. <laughs> so our Instagram is brace yourselves. That's not it. Uh, it it is at t underscore biscuits underscore books underscore podcast. I hope you got all that because I'm not going to say it again. Yeah, we're not going to repeat that. We're going to have to take it in turns doing it every episode, just yeah. so just so one of us doesn't get bored of repeatedly saying the Instagram handle. Yeah, it, it's literally T Biscuits Books Podcast with a lot of underscores yeah, in between each essentially. word. Essentially. Um, and we are also on the Facebook. We're always on the Facebook. We are also on the Facebook. Um, just so. literally search Tea Biscuits Books Podcast yeah. and we should pop up. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. If we get enough if we get enough interest we'll we'll be like top ten. Oh yeah, obviously we will be. Easily. Easily. Um so now we've given you like all of our social media bits and pieces. Um and we are pretty active on social media, I would yeah. say, both of us are. Yeah. Um we are obviously based in Worcester UK both of us are yeah um and we would really like it if as part of the podcast we can essentially like plug Worcester independent shops um and particularly independent cafes where we can basically come and drink coffee and record our episodes yeah um so if you are um like an indie calf or something along those lines or like an indie restaurant of any description then you know like drop us a line and maybe we can come and hang out and eat brownies and drink tea and record ramblings record ramblings um so if you are a coffee shop and you would like a little plug um then by all means get in touch with us and we're happy to more than happy to come and hang out and sample whatever baked goods you have kicking around make me really hungry now thinking about these baked goods i mean it's time as well we should definitely have brownies for lunch good shout um but we are also keen keen beans to hear from like local businesses generally I think yeah um, we're gonna do the horrible sponsorship thing that podcasts have to do in order to keep existing yeah um, we don't want to just face off vanish off the face yeah of the exactly <laughs> plus it would be nice to make t-shirts with biscuits on oh, of course I mean who doesn't want a t-shirt with an obnob printed on the really? back or a custard cream or a custard cream or a custard cream um, which is the you know the sort of stuff that we're aiming for so if you are a local business and you have stuff that you would like us to shout about then by all means get in touch with us um, and our third box tick is local authors of course so we already have a ton of people that we want to get in touch with um, because Dan and I collaborated on a list when we were um, thought showering late one Friday evening about how this podcast would work which basically is our speak for had a lot of ciders and took up a page in their notepad I mean like Dan you had a lot of ciders it was Friday yeah it was Friday Dan <laughs> had a lot of ciders I did not have any ciders um, but I probably had tea you 
did have tea, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think I did have tea. Um, so we have authors that we want to approach, but we are totally open to authors getting in touch with us mm-hmm. um, through email or social media or, do you know, whatever you're most comfortable using. Carrier pigeon. Yeah, Se- carrier pigeon, <laughs> message in a bottle. Seagull, we have plenty of those yeah, in Worcester. Yeah, we do have tons of seagulls, so you could try and, you could try and pin a message to a seagull. Um, or smoke signals, that's also fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so any of those means of communication, we are totally open to. Um, and we're pretty much happy to hear from anyone, I think, yeah. is what we decided in the interval. I think so. We we just love writing folk, don't we? Yeah, completely. And like the whole point of this is that we can support people who are working in literature in Worcestershire, not just Worcester. Yeah. Um, and outside of Worcester, like if you are listening elsewhere in the West Midlands or beyond <laughs> and you would like a little chat with us, even if you're not local, so you can't do it in person, like we can find ways. Oh, yeah. We can make ways to make this happen. The way you said that made me think of a Bond villain. What I'm, it's literally what I'm aiming for in life. You have achieved it already. Yeah, well, I'm then. there, I'm there, I've arrived. Says the one with 007 is his Twitter um, handle. This is why we've ended up <laughs> together. This is why we're doing a podcast together. Um, so yeah, so basically if you would like to promote your work or promote your business, then you are more than welcome to get in touch with us. And I'm pretty sure that that's everything. I think so. We have, let's just go through the list. Check, 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 check. I know they can't see me pointing did at I things in a Did I mention that we're at Be The Change? Have we mentioned that? I don't know, have we? I don't know whether we said where we are. Yeah. We're at Be The Change. In case no one in case no one caught on and in case no one has followed our Instagram story, PS go and follow our Instagram story. Um we're we're at Be the Change and it's been beautiful. We've lived and it. I've been Charlie for two whole hours. Just a whole you've just, been Charlie for two just whole hours. Two whole hours. I'm gonna be someone else for the rest of the day because this has been a lot. Mm. And I've been Dan for two whole hours. I'm looking forward to seeing who's going to be next in yeah, the life of Dan. Yeah, completely. <laughs> so um speaking of who's gonna be next, we are doing another recording we are hoping uh, to get out early October. Yep. Um, so we will record on October 6th. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're as lucky as we've been this month, then it will be out on October 6th. But otherwise, like, stay tuned around that date, I think is probably probably safe advice. Yeah, just keep watching social media, okay. basically. So we've been Charlie and Dan. Thank you for having us. You guys have been beautiful. Um, please do leave us feedback and all that sort of stuff because we are open to suggestions on how to make the recording more accessible and more enjoyable and all of that sort of stuff. Um, and until then, happy reading. Happy reading. Happy, happy tea, tea drinking. Happy tea drinking. Yes. So take care and be good to each other and we will speak to you guys soon. We'll speak to you in a month.